Welcome to episode two of Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey podcast. And I am your journey guide. My name is Jay India, and I'm really happy that I was able to start this podcast. This is actually my fifth podcast. Um, I am a podcaster in the Free Spirit podcast brands. And this was a topic that is really close to my heart. And I really want to take away the stigma of talking about IBD or inflammatory bowel disease. So I want to warn you that I do get gory with the details. I am going to talk about, you know, bowel movements and poo and all that. So if you're eating, you may may want to think about that. Also, I swear. So I mark this podcast as explicit because I do curse from time to time. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, I want to talk about my life-threatening flare and how I learned that I had ulcerative colitis, or I'm going to call it UC just to make it easier. And you can also pronounce ulcerative colitis as ulcerative colitis. I just, you know, do it with my New Jersey, New York accent, but... (laughs) So I want to first define what a flare is. An ulcerative colitis flare-up is the return of symptoms after a period of remission. This may involve diarrhea, abdominal pain and cramping, rectal pain and bleeding, fatigue, and urgent bowel movements, and that's from themayoclinic.org. Now, here's the deal. (laughs) When it's written out like that, they make it sound like it's just a bad case of diarrhea. We all know it's so much worse. And it becomes, in many cases, what happened to me, life-threatening. And I didn't know what the heck was happening to me. I was like, what is this? What is going on? So I want to go into part one of my flare. And okay, you will hear my dogs in the background. If you just heard that, that was one of my dogs shaking and I forgot to take off her collar. Uh, For those of you new to the podcast, I have three dogs. (laughs) So But I wanted to talk about the first part of my flare because this is where I believe that a lot of things went wrong for me and I made a lot of bad decisions. And I just don't want you to repeat my bad decisions. If you have any of the symptoms that I talk about, please go see a doctor. Oh, another thing I forgot to say in this podcast is I am absolutely no way, shape, or form a health professional. If you look at my science grades from high school, (laughs) you will see that. So definitely, you know, consult a health professional, consult your doctor, physician, whatever you go to, to discuss anything you hear in this podcast that you may want to implement into your lifestyle or into your diet or exercise routine. All right, so let's get started. It was spring going into summer 2021, and I was in, I would say, a good place in my life, not a great place in my life. I'm happily married. I do not have children. My husband has a child from a previous marriage who's all grown. Uh, If you want to know my age, I'm 44 years old, and I have three dogs, and I have nine cows, so we have a cow farm, which is kind of fun, and the cows are so cute, and you can always uh, take a look at my cow farm at the Vintage Farm New York on Instagram, but anyway, at that point, things were good. I was gearing up for a really big push on how to 
elevate my podcast. I was going to do a big marketing campaign and I hadn't figured out how I was really going to do it yet, but this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to really push, you know, I, I was looking at June, July, 2021 to really get things going, but I didn't feel right. Something felt off. And I remember it was such a beautiful spring. It was a shitty winter. I do remember that. So I live in, I would say, uh, well, I'll say the Hudson Valley of New York. So it's more upstate New York. And I remember the winter of 2021 was so dark. It was, it was annoying because usually here it's cold in winter, but at least it's sunny, but it was just a really dark time. And, you know, it was a dark time in the world because we were all dealing with COVID. So, and we still are, but it was, you remember guys, 2020, 2021. I don't even know if I count them as years. (laughs) I don't know what they were. (laughs) So as I was going into summer, it was a really nice spring. It was really beautiful. I was energized mentally, but something was just off in my body and things kept getting worse and worse. And, you know, I was excited to be out and about and eating at restaurants. And as I said, I had goals, I had big goals, but these small changes began to occur and I kept pushing them aside and thinking, okay, that's bizarre, but you know what? It'll pass. It's just something weird. Maybe I ate something strange and it'll pass and I'm good. And thinking about it, 2020 hindsight, being a female in particular, we tend to just push things aside because we want to take care of everyone else. And I think that's what I did. You know, I think part of me was, I was just saying, you know what, it's, I'm going to get over it. I just need to suck it up. I've learned from this horrible experience that that is not the attitude to have I'm going to keep saying this over and over in this podcast. If you think intuitively something is wrong and you're seeing physical symptoms that something is wrong, please, please go to your doctor, please. So the small things that started to become strange were I started to experience neuropathy and neuropathy is that numbness and tingling in your extremities. It was in my hands a little bit first, but I ignored it because I have a small touch of carpal tunnel. So if I'm not sitting up much higher above my computer and desk and my arms aren't stretched out and I'm typing in the perfect position, then oftentimes I will get a bit of carpal tunnel and I know it's carpal tunnel because it comes back in both arms. So I thought, okay, this numbness and tingling in my hands are definitely some carpal tunnel and I need to just kind of take care of that, right? I need to sit up straighter and the whole nine. But then I started to notice it was in my toes. Started to notice it at night in particular when I would take a shower and before the shower I would take off my socks and there was this kind of pin pricking in my toes, especially one in particular, and I just shrugged it off. But then it started to worsen. I started to get more of that numbness and tingling Now, when I was waking up in the middle of the day, after that, I had something strange happen that I never had happened in my life. Well, okay, first of all, let me back up. I had really scratchy, dry eyes. Now, keep in mind, I live on a farm. 
there's a lot of dust. Sometimes I help my husband with hay. So, you know, I'm in the midst of all this hay and it doesn't help with allergies. And we also have four stoves in this house, wood burning stoves, uh, two actually two wood burning stoves, two fireplaces. So dust is constantly an issue in this house. So it didn't surprise me that my eyes were dry or scratchy. I had my yearly eye exam, the ophthalmologist turned to me and said, you have an eye parasite called blepharitis. Never heard of that in my entire life, but it grossed me out. And I should clarify, it's an eyelash parasite called blepharitis. Uh, it's spelled, just in case anyone's interested, it's B-L-E-P-H-A-R-I-T-I-S, blepharitis. That's how it's pronounced. And I remember looking at him like he was nuts. I was like, I have what? And he said, yeah, we have to put you on this medicine. You have to wear glasses for a week or whatever it was. And I was so annoyed about that because I have terrible vision. I went to this fancy <laughs> eye doctor several years ago and she was kind of a bitch, but she was really good at her job. And she told me, she said, you're your vision is extremely complex. So I'm nearsighted, I'm farsighted, I have astigmatism. And it's been like this since early childhood. I've been wearing glasses since I was 18 months. So even when my glasses are grinded down, they're still really thick. So that's why I was so against, and I'm always so against wearing glasses. I, I hate it. I do not qualify because of my complex vision for LASIK. I do not qualify for the step up PRK. The only thing I qualify for is the equivalent of if I get a cataract, they put in a new lens, but I've been told just wait till you get cataracts so you can just get it paid for and you can get the new lens in there. So I'm the only person probably in the world that wants cataracts. So <laughs> I can get this surgery paid for. I know it's weird. In Chinese medicine, the liver and the eyes are directly connected. You know, me knowing all this, you think I would have been like, oh, something's wrong with my liver. I need to get this checked. Nope. Nope. I thought it was weird, but I just kept going on my merry way. <laughs> so now I'm having the neuropathy. I have blepharitis or the eyelash parasite. And then I start having dizzy spells. Never had that in my life ever. And ringing in my ears or tinnitus every so often. And then the next thing that happened, <laughs> and I just want to say, I am that person that, <laughs> I'm laughing because I wonder if you're like me. I'm that person who I go to, doesn't matter, acupuncturist, physician, chiropractor, you name it, doctor, holistic practitioner, energy healer, it doesn't matter. I have conditions no one has ever heard of. No one. And keep in mind, I live in the New York area, so there's a lot of people around here with a lot of conditions. So the next one, I went to physicians. I've been to an ENT. I've been to holistic practitioners. And no one knows what this is. My ears felt as if they were raining. So the inside of my ears felt as if there were a rain shower coming down in the tubes of each of them. It is the strangest feeling. So if any of you have that, please DM me uh, or email me because I would love to know someone's perspective on it. I had the worst 
case, okay, maybe not the worst case, but the worst case for me of rosacea I'd ever had in my life. And I want to say this was leading up to the flare, I would say a year and a half, a couple of years before I remember crying about it. I remember being really depressed over it. And I'm sorry, rosacea is that redness in your facial skin. And sometimes it can get really bumpy and it's, it's not pretty and it feels hot. And I was really embarrassed because I went in to look at makeup and the makeup artist said to me, who was in the store, oh, well, you can buy this product to cover up your rosacea. So I knew it was bad, even though, you know, my husband, who's the nicest person in the world, was like, oh, you look beautiful and I don't notice anything. Yeah, it, it was definitely prevalent. It really bummed me out. I couldn't figure it out. The next part was I used to have migraines years ago. They would happen usually once a month around my period, of course, switching of hormones, and they would last for five days. And they had subsided. I hadn't had a migraine in quite some time. I think the last migraine before that spring 2021 flare was early 2020 because of COVID. I was just really stressed. And they started to return again for five days at a time. Light does affect me during a migraine, but I'm more of a, I cannot handle any smell during a migraine. No, no way. Candles, my husband putting on deodorant in the next room. I can be in the next room and I will smell the dish soap in the bottle. I mean, I'm talking, I am far away and I will smell it and it'll make me absolutely nauseous. I was also having sinus issues and the sinus issues I was having, I believe had to do with a job that I was in that was, a, it was a good job. I did like parts of it, but I felt that it really stifled my voice and it inhibited my throat chakra. And for those of you that don't know what a chakra is, it's the energy center of the body. Uh, there are seven energy centers of the body in Hinduism. And the throat chakra is the energy center where our truth is located. So I felt that I wasn't really speaking my truth in this job because I couldn't speak up. Once I was able to exit the job, my sinus issues improved drastically. But they were getting bad again. I was getting throat aches, post-nasal drip. The frustrating part for me was I was eating so healthfully, the healthiest I'd eaten in a long time. And I would make these huge green smoothies every morning packed with 14 vegetables and fruits. My base was water. I wasn't even doing almond milk. And I'm naturally thin and petite. I'm five foot one. I'm just going to give you my weight and keep in mind how small I am. I am a hundred pounds, which is normal for me. Like a hundred. I'd like to be actually a little more because I'd like to have more muscle. So my ideal weight for me is around 102 pounds. When I was in my fighting weight <laughs> in high school, right? We all go back to high school. I was a cross country runner. I was eating well, or I shouldn't say that, that's a lie. I was eating semi-well, you know, I was still doing the French fries as a kid and the whole thing, but I was a cross-country runner, you know, as a kid, I was 17 years old, and I weighed between 106 and 108 pounds because I was all muscle, and I'd love to go back to that. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, 
But when I started doing all the smoothies, I started to lose more and more weight. On someone like me who's so tiny, and keep in mind, I always tell people I have a body type like a Sarah Jessica Parker or a Natalie Portman, someone really tiny. When we lose two or three pounds, it's a huge deal. It's like someone else losing 10 to 15 pounds. If I lose five pounds, that is literally like losing 15 pounds on someone else. And it, it, it can be devastating. So the problem was, is I was wrapped in that 1980s mindset of you can always lose a few pounds. Everyone's fat, right? You can always, that's, that's a message you get constantly from childhood. And that's the message I would constantly get from society, certainly not from my household. My parents always uh, boosted my self-esteem and confidence, but from society. So even though I was, let's say, five foot one, 100 pounds, I start drinking these smoothies, I drop down to 96 pounds. I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be cool if I was 95 pounds. And it's not. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you it's not. But that's unfortunately the mindset that I was wrapped in. So when I was losing this weight, I was like, oh man, I look great. I wasn't looking great. But I thought in my delusion, I looked great. So the fruit from the smoothies really energized me, but I still didn't feel myself. The next thing that happened is my nails became brittle and chipped. My hair was really dry. I have, okay, here's the deal. Uh, I don't want to give away too much Uh, because I want to keep this story in a linear order. But now there's issues with my hair that you will hear later on because of this autoimmune disorder. Normally, I have beautiful, thick Colombian hair. Like it's, it's, I mean, I've had people stop me in parking lots because of my hair. And at that time, my hair started to dry I was like, why is my hair drying? This is, again, how many symptoms are we on, right? We're we're on, what, symptom 10? (laughs) And I'm still like, okay, why is this happening? I'll just push it aside. But I cannot believe just looking at this outline, looking at these notes, writing the book, that I did not yield at this point. I, uh, you know, I'm just shaking my head right now. So I normally walk or I would normally walk an hour and a half to two hours, not every day, but maybe a couple times a week. And yeah, I'm nutty like that, but I love where I live. I feel so spoiled. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm walking in nature all the time. So I get so involved in it and I'm just, you know, doing my thing. And I'm like, okay, an hour and a half, two hours pass by, but that stopped happening. I could barely walk 20 minutes without feeling exhausted. Okay, so you go from walking two hours to 20 minutes and you don't go to a doctor. And again, I was like, oh, maybe it's, you know, I'm just overexerting my body. I'm, I'm just I'm just doing too much. So I need to rest more. And two-hour walks, hour and a half walks are just too much on my body. But then the 20-minute walks started to become hard. And I'm talking when I used to walk these hills because I live in a really hilly area, I'm not saying I could do them no problem. I mean, it it was taxing some of these hills, but, you know, I could walk fast and I was known in the neighborhood as the walker. And then five minutes of trying to attempt these hills, I was dying. We have pastures out back and we have a big hill that goes up to the second pasture. 
it was really hard for me to walk. And when I feed the cows, I don't like to open the fences. I do, but I rarely, (laughs) I rarely do it because I'm afraid of leaving a fence open and a cow walking out into the highway. So (laughs) I actually jump the fences, which are no problem for me normally, but I couldn't. I even jumping a fence was getting too hard. My muscles were exhausted. I could not push anymore. I kept pushing. I kept trying. I talked with my husband and I didn't make a big deal out of it. I just said, oh, it's too many hills where we live. I've walked too much. Instead of delving deeper into the actual reason my body has been deteriorating or had been deteriorating over months. I mean, I was eating healthy, so I decided to explain everything away as this will pass. And then it didn't. And then it became much worse. And I'm going to save that for episode three, which you really want to tune into because I'm going into what happened bathroom-wise, bowel movement-wise, and I'm going to get really detailed about that. So if you're experiencing any type of bowel issue, meaning, you know, bowel movement issue, your poo is what I'm trying to say. Definitely come back and listen to that episode because I want everyone to make sure that they are getting the help they need. And if you listen to this next episode and you're like, uh, this sounds not vaguely familiar, but it sounds really familiar, then you need to think about where you need to go for help. This is part one of my UC flare. We're going to move on to part two in episode three. I look forward to supporting you and helping you in this journey. And I just want everyone to know, and I'm going to remind people every episode, you are not alone. You are not alone. If you're listening to this with UC, with Crohn's, with IBD, any autoimmune disorder, I am here. I am supporting you in my words. I am supporting you in my energy. You will understand what this means in the next episode. So I'm going to leave it as a little bit of a teaser, but I hope every day is a green heart day for you. And you're going to find out what that means soon. All right. Till next time.